Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Bite Sized Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. I'm here today with Lee McKnight, Jr. from RSWUS. Uh, you're the vice president of sales, and you guys do new business for uh, agencies solely. Um, so thanks for joining me. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, Steve. We got introduced. Uh, I actually was like, hey, Darren, can you introduce me to this guy, Lee? We've got the same audience. I'd love to kind of get into his brain and understand like how he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, how, give me kind of what's your story, how you gotten into what you're doing with RSWS, WUS, um, and, and you know, what's the state of where you guys are today? Well, the short version of how I got into it, I actually went to, I went to law school, graduated, and wow. I think we might have mentioned this, ran away as fast as I could, but I, I loved law school, but I realized <laughs> I'm going to finish this because it's bound to help me, but I, this is not what I want to do. Nothing against lawyers. <laughs> and then um, got into a couple of different, so I went back to Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm originally from, was in this internet healthcare company. And as you might imagine, this is to 1999. Wow. And, um, and when the bubble burst, you know, we were, we had stock options. We were, we were going to be all millionaires. It was amazing. And I worked with an agency in Nashville that was like, Oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And my wife's like, you're not going back to school again. So <laughs> you can get yeah. a job there. Great. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then fast forward through a series of marketing jobs um, and then jobs working with agencies, mm -hmm. um, found RSW. I'd moved to Cincinnati by that point uh, we had, and um, just saw, wow, this combination of sales, which I've been doing, but then again, getting to work with ad agencies. And so the company 17 will be 17 years in November. I will be your 15th. Awesome you know, in December. Thank you. Wow. And yeah, the, and again, what we're doing there is, is true business development. So it's not just lead gen, even though that first, yeah. meeting, you know, breaking through at the top of the funnel is critical, right? But it's also, we realized early on because our sweet spot is small to mid-sized firms. They all wear so many hats. They're so busy to yeah. follow up. Either they're not good at it or they're just, they don't have the time to do it sometimes both. So we realized yeah. what we've got to do is always ask how can we get a client closer to actually closing the business and that really changed everything from that point on as far as the company, because hmm. clients were closing more business, which is the most important thing, but then sticking around with us longer too, generally. So yeah, it's all about getting that door in a meaningful way. So a couple of things that are on my mind. First is when you were on the agency side before joining RSW, were you on the biz dev side at the agency or more on the marketing? No. So what I was doing, I actually have never technically worked for an agency. So I basically lived almost literally for 10 months, I was in, I was, I was at this agency every day. And then it was look, building this company from the ground up through all of mm -hmm. the time, a little bit, a little bit of uh, the net, but every, every other piece of it from broadcast to radio to print. Okay. So that's how I learned it really helped in this position, learn all these different levels. I was working with so many different, you know, departments, if you will, moving from there. I did essentially biz dev the rest of my career at that point, which is about seven years sales and, and, and on the marketing side too, a bit. So, yeah. So, and you distinguish between agencies that do marketing services and PR agencies. Is that a distinguisher just so you can attract them or is it because they behave and act and require different things? 
Well, kind of all the above. Where it gets a little bit okay. hard for us is it's just easier to use the one thing and say we only work with agencies. Yeah. But the truth is it's all different kinds of firms. So yes, it's traditional full service agencies, but it's also digital broadcast, SEO, production, PR, different animal, obviously. But yeah. and some even today, you know, as, as the audience will know and you well know, you know, some would call them do call themselves tech firms, right? Even though yeah. they're, they're skirting that line these days between what an agency, you know, and, and everything changes so quickly these days. But no, it's it's all different types of firms, but the sweet spot is small to mid-size. That's predominantly where we play. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting the messaging that targets agencies, digital marketers, branders, et cetera. And then there's a line and it's oh, and PR agencies. And having spent five years at a PR agency, I yeah. think, and, and I know I've got tons of friends that have run PR, PR agencies, I've got friends that are PR agency coaches, they still wear different costumes and think that they're kind of a different breed and they are and, they, and their service set is different. Yeah. But I, that's got to be morphing more and more into traditional full service agency. And, I, you know, I don't know that traditional PR is really still a thing as much anymore. I would tend to agree. Yeah. And I know with the clients you work with, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I would the way that's kind of more. Yeah. And I think, you know, PR for many of them, a lot weren't ahead of the game with social, but so many were as they should have been. Yeah. And, and you see how they evolved quicker than a lot of the other ones did. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's communication. So yeah, it, it's however you're, whatever tool you're utilizing. Right. Um, right. So you, so you're, you're responsible for inbound sales to RSW as far as getting new agencies on board Correct. and, are you also responsible for getting them the meetings or is that a whole different team? No, different. So when I started, I was, we, our folks are new business directors. The first two and a half years, I was a new business director without getting too deep into it. Each one of our new business directors has four clients in total. Okay. They cannot conflict with each other in any way. So right. yeah, I was there. I was just that salesperson, that SDR, getting the meetings for each of my four clients and, you know, I loved it because it was different, obviously, because I'm doing going after different verticals with each one. It's never boring, you know, and it gets it gets pretty busy and we're white labeled. So you are wearing like four different hats as well. So you're reaching out okay. on the agency server in their name. But yeah, after that, two, about two and a half years is when our president, Mark Snyder, brought me over to help him. You know, as a small business owner himself, you can only do so much. Right. right. So he needed someone who like helped me sell and bring agencies on board and since then, that's evolved to where I do a good chunk of our marketing as well, because I love that piece of it. I'm lucky that I get to do both yeah, sales and the marketing side for us. Um, but yeah, what I'm doing every day for the last decade is, is reaching out to agency owners and principals. Yeah, interesting. Um, now, so in your funnel or in your life cycle of, of sale, at what point are agency owners saying, you know what, I really, I need to take this hat off and, and bring in somebody like Lee, I can't do this anymore. Or, or is it more of you're doing okay, but you could be doing a heck of a lot better. Let us show you the way or like, what's that tipping point for an agency owner? I love that question, actually, because it, it, there's no straightforward answer. One of, one of the big ones is they tried to hire internally. I'm being very self-serving here, but it's just true. Yeah. You know, we, we do agency reports um, about three or four a year. And sometimes marketers are included in that. But point is, for the last several years, you know, 18 months is the average tenure of a new business director at an agency. Yeah. Um, that's frustrating for agency owners. And quite frankly, sometimes it's, it wasn't a good hire. Other times, maybe that agency wasn't prepped to help that individual. And I, I know I realize that you're nodding your head <laughs> like that. But, um, Been there. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, or that, you know, they're good and... I'm, I'm bouncing. I mean, thank you. Love y'all, but there's a better opportunity here. And 
that that's just the way it goes. But it's um I always tell agencies when they're talking to me about RSW, you know, thankfully we're we're far enough along that if we're not the right fit, they shouldn't come on board. I wouldn't want them to. But one of the, those things yeah. is I'm like, look, if you find that person, never let them go. You know, they're out there and you see a lot of them at agencies and, and I have good relationships with several of them. I know they're probably not ever going to come on board with us. That's okay. Yeah. But I, they're, they're an amazing sounding board. That's probably it. Or they tried to do it themselves. And it's not that it can't work because it totally can, but usually it's, it's a principal or it's the owner and it, God, it's so hard to do. It's possible, yeah. but you got to be superwoman or superman yeah. uh, to get all that done. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of hats being worn and a lot of agency owners are when they're on that path of what's more efficient for my company. And if I yeah. take myself out of the day to day, that's typically one of the last things they'll take themselves out of, because in most cases, the agency's revenue is built on their relationships and the back of their work. And so even if they can right. you know, stop, stop doing the day to day branding or, or tactical design work or strategy work or whatever, they're not doing account management. Maybe they are. And this is rare, but maybe they're not even doing their billing anymore. They've outsourced that to a CFO or a bookkeeper or somebody in-house right. doing it. This is one of those things where like, they're just holding on so tight to it. That's one of those evolutions of either you bring somebody in or outsource it. Now, do you work with in conjunction? Like if I'm the owner, can I keep doing biz dev and you tag team it? Yeah, absolutely. And we want to be upfront when agencies come on board um, just to make sure that we don't want to step on toes because in that situation mm -hmm. you mentioned a lot of times the owner may have been making headway and I've got some that I need to hold on to here, but I need yeah. to help maybe here and in that scenario. And some have new business directors there, yeah. but because that can be such a challenging job by yourself, if that person is responsible for top of the funnel, all the way to pitching RFP proposal. And then on top of that, where are our lists coming from? Where is our content coming from? Some of those that are on an island by themselves, I don't know how they do that either. And they're out there too. But man, I, it's it's very hard as I'm preaching yeah. the fire again when I say that. Yeah. And so I don't I don't want you to open up the secret sauce of, you know, secret jar of sauce that you guys have there. But what are some of the things that you're seeing agencies needing to do to stand out? AOR work, things like that, and, and really make the growth that they are looking for. There's no secret sauce we can't share in the sense of it's proprietary or something. I mean, yeah. We share with agencies all the time. We make a lot of content because, again, we know they're not all going to come on board. But mm -hmm. eventually, I mean, I have agencies who I've talked to for seven and eight years. I just brought a client on. It's been eight years. Absolutely. Timing's got to be right. You know, and so where we find success, it's, it's two things. And if agencies can do this themselves, granted, they've got to have some of the things are going to be tough because we do have mm -hmm. our tech stack and a lot of tools that if you added all that up would be tough for a smaller agency yeah. to do. But setting that aside for a second, just the process itself, two things that, that, that can be corralled by an agency today that we see working. And the first one, you know, what we want to do is reach out with intent, with purpose, mm -hmm. with value, and ultimately expertise is the best way to put it, right? Because I know, and I know you get the same emails I do every day that every agency principal does that is, and I'm not knocking anyone specifically, any company. But it is straight up garbage and it is so generic and the homework yeah. has not been done that I just don't get it. I mean, some of it's automated and what have you, right? But you're reaching out to me. I, we're a biz dev firm. <laughs> what you're right. asking me means you don't know what we do. That, that's not like that's a new thing, but it's gotten so much worse. The LinkedIn cold selling has gotten worse. I've mentioned that. It's yeah. videos that we've done, but, but I think ultimately it's not rocket science in the sense of always thinking about your messaging and your positioning and how are you helping clients? You know, what is an, I know this is what you help clients with too. 
showing them, and I was just talking to a firm today, actually a production company that is more horizontally positioned. That kind of makes sense, right? Because they're doing a lot of this video across multiple you know, categories and verticals and was a little bit kind of stuck, like not lost, that's too strong a term. But I said, you know, you've got the expertise and you've got to focus. You just, you don't even realize it. And so just, just on the sales call, I was kind of walking in through like, here's how we might, might attack this for lack of a better word and like bring you to market, mm-hmm. whether we work together or not, you've got this, like the sauce here. And so I think that's the first piece, but then it's with every touch, we've got to make sure that they see that we're not wasting your time. You're not a name on a list, but you only have yep. 10 seconds to do it. And I know agencies, some of them are, are journalists. They'll, they're proud of it. They, I don't want to be a pharma agency or CBD agency, <laughs> Yeah, right? They fight but, the niche very hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't have to do that because, again, most of these don't realize that even now they're still specializing. Maybe yeah. it's geographically, but whatever it is, agencies don't have to be like, no, I'm a generalist. I don't, and that's what got us through right. COVID. So don't tell yeah. me I have to now focus. And you don't have to focus on one vertical. You don't. And so right. the other piece of it, though, and, and what I would definitely throw out to folks right now, Kind of what's old school is is new again. You know, it's cyclical, yeah. like a lot of the agency world. So what's what's working for us um, is social where it makes sense. We want to have some kind of permission and not be the cold LinkedIn selling. But I'll tell you what's really been helping where we're getting meetings a lot is through old school phone calling and through nice. physical mail. Um, yeah. It still works, uncluttered space, and it's only one tool in the toolbox. But for us, it's putting all those things in concert with each other and it alternating touches. So we're never sending five emails in a row to somebody in a week or five right. calls, you know, it's alternating so that you're building awareness, but you're doing it the right way because you don't know where a prospect lives because they could very, you know, be more receptive to a phone call and an email might still work, but yeah. when they get something like a really simple, straightforward collateral piece in the mail, which is old school, but especially now that we've gotten to where folks are coming back in the office or they're certainly getting their mail, we get responses like, wow, this is, this is, I haven't gotten anything like this in forever. This is, I talk to me about this, you know? So it's just another way to make what could be a cold call warmer. So those are the two things I'd throw out to agencies. Interesting. Think about now in in the case of direct mail or something that's kind of uh, visually representing the, the agency that you guys are now a bolted on part of are they're designing it you're coming to them with the idea and you're saying, Hey, let's do, let's do a direct mail piece. And it, it should be this size. Go ahead, design it. Yeah. We, so we only outsource one thing. So we have a great designer here in Cincinnati, here in town that if we have, and we do have clients that they don't have those resources, that's not the type of agency they are. Right. Um, then it's not a profit center. They work directly as named Steve and, and, you know, they work with him. And so we can do it that way, but most of them have, you know, a lot of our agencies are creative and or have, yeah. That, that capacity or partners. So yeah, what we don't do is play creative director, but we do know yeah. what works. So we're there to guide, but ultimately, especially like copy-wise, we want to make sure, because a lot of times with those pieces, you don't yeah. want to, just like with an email, right? You don't want to see a copy, <laughs> you know, because the process yeah. will be like, I'm not reading this, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got to yeah. be careful, but, um, but no, mostly they're, they're designing it typically. Yeah. And you guys are doing kind of the upfront um, coaching with them to say, here's some things you guys should do to get positioned and ready to take these meetings, uh, talk about your agency. And then are you also setting them up with systems, CRM, et cetera, along the way, or is that all on your side? That's all on our side. We, the first part, absolutely. I mean, it, it's critical okay. that we have a, about a month of ramp up where we're going through and making sure that the positioning is on point. You know, we're built, we are building the list for our clients as part of the program, 
making okay. sure that, that those, all those deliverables have been approved so that out of the gate, once we start prospecting. And so, you know, ultimately, yes, the coaching and counseling, if it's needed up front, is all there and that positioning is all there. The CRM, we need to do that on our ends because we've got to be able to, you know, to track everything that we do. Yeah. Um, and so if some clients have, you know, have some of these CRMs, most of them love them all. And then talking about just agencies generally, you know, the story that you always get is, yeah, we have a CRM and we don't really do a lot with it. <laughs> yeah. Or we have a spreadsheet. We also don't do anything with that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a spreadsheet, yeah, we, we do uh, these, in these reports, we talk about tools as one of the questions typically. Yeah. And whenever we ask about CRM, because we always want to see if there's something maybe that more agencies are using. But Excel is either two or three in every one we've done over the last decade. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Like, it's Absolutely. not a CRM, but hey, it's better than nothing. But you're going to have to eventually move away yeah. from that because it'll drive you insane. I've seen systems of note cards. These are these oh. are our prospects. They're on a note card. And I've got a four-colored oh. pen. And each color means something different. And oh. the only person that really knows what each of those four colors means is the CEO. Now, it wasn't me. Oh my God, that's awesome. Was it was an uphill battle. And what Um, happens if the orange pin disappears? It's all we got to stop. That's it. Yeah. No more orange. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, So, so agencies are definitely notorious for either not having systems or having really bad systems. Uh, I mean, listen, I used a giant whiteboard for years. That was our our project um, management tool. So getting that off the wall and into a screen yeah. that everybody could collab in. Sure. Same thing with the CRM. You know, people need visibility. So I know, I know when COVID first kicked in, it was like, all right, lists are dead because nobody's in the office anymore. And unless you've got mobile numbers, you really can't reach yeah. people. I mean, people are either not going back to offices or there's some kind of a hybrid is, you know, Zoom info and all these, uh, you know, list sources. Are they up to date? Are they better? Are they should agencies still stay away from them? Yeah, I don't think you can afford to stay away. I mean, it's interesting. I'll tell you that we got, as COVID was, was going um, big time, and even as it started to change and whatever we mm-hmm. were calling it, the phone actually stayed pretty strong because mm-hmm. all those phones were being forwarded for the most part. Yeah. And people were more willing to talk. Well, I'm not kidding, but it's a little, I mean, I think it's because honestly, a lot of them, like we all were cooped up, like I haven't seen other people, maybe except my family, yeah. right? And I'll, I'll take this call just to see. I'll what talk it, to know. anybody. <laughs> I mean, I, there maybe was a little bit of that. Now we had to then make sure that they saw the value, yeah. but um, I, I, it was interesting. I mean, phone really didn't go away and it was interesting. And you said it, I heard that so often. Well, the phone, I can't do the phone anymore because of COVID. I'm like, no, you can, you've got to keep yeah. going. Now those tools and that's, you bring up a great point because, and I will say it's the one thing I'll be self-serving again, but that is really tough for agencies to do. Now you can get into a tool like a Zoom Info, yeah. which is a great tool. And this, I, don't, I wish I was getting money from them, but I'm not. Um, but that's what, that is one of the tools we use. So we yeah. have to have a tech stack that we're always looking to update to make our processes more efficient. But we would never just pull a list from there or any platform because we got to have, so we have a 10 person team. You got to have folks that have you know, experience and that work with your clients ongoing, get to know what those right titles are, what the right revenue is. And that's, that's a manual process in some ways. I mean, not thankfully not too much so, or we yeah. this done, but I think agencies can still trust those tools to a great extent. It's just, if you don't have a team like ours, someone internally is going to have to do some of that vetting and or yeah. training. And I always tell agencies, look, you can get it done, but you just have to take baby steps. Uh, that's kind of my mantra. 
is I know it doesn't seem some of these numbers that you might start out with, 40 companies that are like, these are the go-tos. Focus on them for a month or two. And that, that is not a big number, but yep. you got to start somewhere. And then you can slowly, because there's going to be those days when you never get to it. You know, I think, and, and, and those kind of tools will help. Uh, and, and we use things like, I mean, the free ones too, Google and LinkedIn. I mean, you know, Google's your friend, use it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, are you guys, are your, are, are your sales teams Sandler trained or anything? You know, they're not, uh, well, that's not necessarily true. Actually, some have. And, and what we typically are looking at is, and this is really important too, each of our new business directors on average have 15 to 20 years of sales and marketing experience. They've either worked in an agency, like in their past life, if you will, or they work yeah. on the client side in some capacity. So that level of experience is what's key. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to be like Sandler trained. Some, some have been. Um, or in some other capacity of training, but it's that experience that is huge. And, you know, it, when we first started the business, when Mark first started the business, it was interesting because we're like, okay, we're a sales organization, but they, they've got to know the agency world or else we can't yeah. hire them. And we realized, well, that's not true. It's got to be the opposite because the best of both, right. The best of both worlds is that they have some agency experience if possible, or like myself had worked alongside an agency, right. but sales has to come first because that's everything. Because yeah. we don't, you know, when we come in and I'll get asked sometimes by in sales calls, well, hey, so if, if we work with you, are you going to have the retail experience that we need? Because that's our right. goal. That's what we go after. And I'll tell them, not necessarily, if, if we can match up, absolutely. But we are never professed to be experts in any given vertical, but we are experts in new business. We'll do the homework. And that's why we have experienced people. But 17 years in almost, there's been a lot of verticals we haven't worked on. And that's not... Yeah bragging or saying we're amazing it's just that's just kind of the truth i mean after there are only so many there's a lot out there but, yeah. no but that gives you that thoroughbred to say hey we've been through every industry probably we sold into every vertical and so we can do it for you also and whatever micro vertical you're in isn't that unique that we haven't been there and we don't have the experience so you know and it's not again to your point it's not to sound cocky or like we've done everything but 17 years is a lot of experience and with what you say 18 15 sdrs I mean, that's a good, good, solid team of people that are selling into different verticals. So, yep. yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah, and you have to do the homework. I mean, that's the key. Yeah. I mean, so because when I started, my second client, and there were only eight of us when I started, was a pharma agency. I knew what pharma was. I generally knew the industry, but I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know about yeah. disease states. You know, I didn't know about yeah. different, you know, trials and things like that. So, but I had to learn. And the key there is. We're at that top of the funnel. Our goal is not to have hour-long conversations with prospects. Right. It's for our client to. But now we still have to break through effectively. And if we're not intelligently speaking their language, well, we're never going to break through. But the goal is for them to be having these meetings, right? So Yeah, I love it. Listen, I, we could talk about this all day. I need to stick to my commitment of 25 minutes, but I want to hit you with a couple of rapid fires. So coming out of COVID, either the craziest thing you and your family did or the biggest lesson you took out of uh, the pandemic? I think coming out of it was more just like, you, you still have to find a way to be social for me. And it was the opposite for a lot of people, right? Like I was pretty happy to be shut down. I'm kind of a social person, but I think for me, it was just making sure that, especially with our team and not to make it about business because it wasn't all about that. But I think it was just... For me, I, being sealed away was not a good thing. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, a podcast, book, show, something that you're binging and super into right now. Uh, I'm a big omnibus. It's Ken Jennings, who hosts Jeopardy. Uh, sure. John Roderick is a musician. And they're, oh, it's amazing. It's like esoteric knowledge. My wife and I just started watching the third season of Peaky Blinders. So that's what we're doing. I love it. Um, and then finally, 
a, a super invaluable piece of business advice that you can give for agency owners that you can't live without? Don't talk at them, talk to them. Your messaging, whether it's email or not, can go such a long way because there's so much just junk and kind of fakery and a lot of it is automatic that yeah. when someone sees something that comes through, it's like, it sounds like they actually maybe could help me. It is kind of an art, uh, but man, it takes you a long way rather than. Yeah, that's awesome. Listen, I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Great yeah. for you joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, thanks, Lee. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.